You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Welcome back to episode 69 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big calls since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunder is now available in matte black. Acme Whistles, proudly associated with the NHL since 1917. Ross, how are you this week? Dude, I am awesome. Uh, game one didn't go so well, but tonight's going great. It's 3 nothing lightning as we speak. So I am a happy camper currently. Okay, so obviously uh, I'm, I'm not doing that bad. I mean, Stars won in game one, so I'm still uh, on, their, on their bandwagon, even though I did take Tampa to win game two uh, with Tampa being, I think it was 5-0 and after they lost in the playoffs so far. It uh, looks like they're going to be 6-0 and tonight unless Dallas pulls off their come-from-behind miracles, which we all know they are very capable of doing. But yeah. I think we need to talk about game one. Um, sure. Stars obviously won 4-1. to if, Yeah, 4-1 to with an empty netter. Yep. Um, uh, honestly, that whole performance was the Lightning looked exhausted. Like yep. just they weren't there emotionally until the third period and uh, didn't get any puck luck. And, oh, look at that. They're on the power play again. Um, so they didn't get any puck luck. Kudobin, you know, stood on, oh, his head. stood on his head, threw up a couple of prayers as far as saves go. Like the one where he reached up with his blocker while mm-hmm. he was on his stomach. Like, come on. So it just, you know, that's just, that's the game. That's why we play. And uh, it was, but at the end, it was an entertaining third period. That's for sure. The lightning were like, oh, hey, we should probably show up now and got 22 shots. So, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Tampa didn't play for 40 minutes. The stars capitalized on that. Yep. Tampa came out in the third period, 22 shots on goal to, I believe it was three for the stars mm-hmm. in the third. Yep. Two um, or three. There was a funny, tidbit and i believe from the 1240 mark of the second period up until the end of the game the stars had four or five shots with three of them being goals one of them an empty netter so uh, yeah does that really count i don't know um well it was just one of those things too like when it was two to one uh i think it was Braden point hits the crossbar yep puck goes down the other end and then it's three to one so we went from you know, an inch away from it being a 2-2 game to it being 3-1. to So, but that's just, you know, that's just how it goes. I was going to say that's hockey for you for the most yep. part. Um, another interesting thing that happened in game one, I believe at the end of the first period or second, no, end of the second period, Pat Maroon shot the puck into the Stars bench. What's your thoughts on that one? Um, so, that not good. Honestly, that ta- I'm surprised they didn't game him. To be honest, it's one of like you just don't do that. I get gamesmanship and all that kind of bullcrap, but dumping a puck into a bench, it just that you're just asking for trouble. It. Um, I remember years ago, I was my, one of my first years in the SPHL. It happened, and luckily I was not on that game. But oh my god, I think the guy got suspended half the season something crazy like that now granted he literally skated to the bench and just cranked a slap shot into the bench whereas you know maroon just kind of tossed Give him it a little way. Mr. In. It, it's still though you just you can't do that to to steal the phrase from mike lego 
Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, completely stupid move on his part. Um, I think a veteran move, you know, maybe kind of trying to get something going. I don't think it got anything going. Uh, you could sit here and say it, it could have because they came out and had 22 shots in the third period. I just mm-hmm. think it was a stupid move, but it's the game within yeah. the game. Yep. It was it was one of those wily veteran moves that you're like, really? Like, as an official, you're like, really, dude? Like, we're going to do this? You just, you just made my night a lot harder. Oh, yeah. You could see, like, the linesman's like, oh, no. Like, here we go. Um, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I mean, a 10's a 10 there. Sat yep. him for 10 minutes. I mean, there – there was no, no injury. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. There. It's just one of those things, man. It's just a stupid just, play. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Um, so I know last... at any at any other level, see you, bud. Oh, hundred percent. If that happens in a youth game, see you later. <laughs> like goodbye. Go home. Get out of my face. Yep. But in the last week uh, since we last chatted, we had one big trade. Uh, in Marcus John or Marcus Johansson going over okay. to the Wild and uh, the Buffalo Sabers requiring forward Eric Stahl. Ooh. Yes, ooh, but at the same time, why? I mean, the guy's thirty-six years old. You're in the middle of a rebuild. Um, besides a veteran presence, what does he have to offer? Uh, I a guy like that to have around Eichel could be a good thing. It could be huge. I just, cause Eichel really like, yeah, there've been other guys there, but and Eric Stahl, a guy that's been around the league, I believe he's won a Stanley cup, at least one. Right. With the Carolina one. in 06. Uh, or was that Jordan? I don't remember. There's three was, Stahl brothers in the league. Yeah. I, mean, I can't true. keep track of them. He might've won it with Pittsburgh. Maybe. I'd have to look it up. But anyway, yeah. having a veteran guy like that that's been around a while, he knows what's up. Um, I, I think it could be good for Eichel. I think that's that's probably where they were going with that that move. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, he's obviously a veteran presence in the locker room. He's still a great sentiment. Like, he can win draws. He can lead the team. Mm-hmm. I just – I think if you're in where the Sabres are at, you're trying to get younger, you're trying to get better. Yeah, I think a 36-year-old, I don't know, he might have a year or two left I on mean, his contract. It, it might Honestly, it's probably just a leadership thing. Probably. Um, you know, if you're going to rebuild a team, why not bring in, like, a veteran guy to, to help guide the way? Yeah, and then Marcus Johansson going over to the Wild will definitely help their scoring. Yes. They can't put a puck in the net to save their yep. life and like to win hockey games 2-1. to one. I think that's a good trade for the Wild. Uh, gets them a little bit younger, I believe. We've also had four big or two big signings and then two littler ones in Jonas Rodin signing a seven-year contract to the Minnesota Wild with a 42 million total contract cap hit of six mil. I believe there's a no movement clause in his contract. Uh, yeah, so starting year four, there's a no movement Good. clause. Good for him. He got paid. Oh, he got paid. That's all, that's all I have on that one. Good for him. He got paid. So I, I really like the contracts. Um, just looking at the numbers, it's a – I mean, I think we see a lot of front-loaded or back-loaded contracts in the NHL. This one's a middle-loaded contract. Interesting. Obviously, with the salary cap and everything staying stagnant for at least a year. Yeah. Um, 
which kind of messes stuff up for everybody but exactly so he took uh four years and or four mil and five mil in the first two years and then he sees a spike to eight million for two Mm -hmm. years and then he starts the slow decline down um i think that's a great contract for him i mean he's a solid blue liner and and sounds like a good contract for the wild as well oh it was it was it was a good for both teams that's a a win-win yeah and then we also had Joel Edmondson signing to Montreal after getting traded there. He signed for four years, fourteen million with a cap hit of three point five. He saw. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know much about the guy to be honest. Yeah, I mean he's he saw. Other than I mean he got a fourteen million dollar payday. So yeah, like good on him, right? I mean he's solid, <laughs> good to go. Uh, the other two smaller ones, Daniel Sprong, Sporn, Sprong. I don't nope. know. Uh, no clue. Yeah, I mean. Washington Capitals, two years, 1.5. Okay. Uh, last time I checked, he was a fourth liner. Hey, yeah. he gets the job done. I mean, you got to have those guys on your bottom yep. six to fill out. That, that, that you do. Uh, Jared McCann of Pittsburgh got a two-year. Also an, another guy off my radar. Yeah, two-year, 5.88. Um, I know absolutely nothing about him, but, hey, he's he's you're getting a payday, Get, and that's all that matters. That's all. Hey, you know, other podcasts I've listened to, guys always say, make your money and get out. Exactly. So, um, so I mean, good on them. They were both RFAs, so that tells me they were at least younger guys. Yeah. Uh, so maybe a bridge contract. Who knows? I mean, I don't yeah. know too much about either of them, but good on both of them. Um, we have to talk about the World Juniors. They yeah, so we're going uh we're going NHL playoff style in Edmonton with the World Juniors. Yep, so doing they, a bubble. Yeah, they are going to take over the Edmonton bubble. Um, I don't know when. I'm guessing it's going to be in the normal World normal Juniors time so, frame. Yeah, the so, Boxing Day to January fifth, I believe. Yeah, I believe. something like that. Um, the only um, thing I, I have no I, issue I'd with say, it. You know what? Smart move. Keep the kids safe. It obviously this bubble thing works. Yep. Because I mean, the NHL has clearly proven we can start in August and not have a single guy get sick in, you know, two months almost. Yeah. I mean, the so, only disappointing thing, obviously, no fans are going to be no there. Fans, yeah. But I mean, not a surprise. Um, with yep. that, there's also not going to be any relegation or promotion for 2021. Makes sense. So generally the bottom two teams play for relegation. One of them gets relegated. The other one comes up from yeah. the bottom division, group A, uh, yep. division one. Yep. Since yeah, again, those I, are canceled. Yeah, it, that also makes sense because, you know, you might have guys that aren't available yep. to put your best team on the ice. So smart move. Good job, IHF. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with, with that move 100%. Yeah, and the other, I guess, hiccup that's coming along with the bubble is Canada was supposed to host this year anyway. Um, uh-huh. The IHF decided to have Canada and Sweden switch when they're hosting. So Sweden was supposed to host 2022 okay. um, and 2024, and it sounds like Canada and Sweden are switching those. Okay. So Sweden's... I believe Canada's going to host in 2022 and Sweden in 2024. So they're going to go, okay, so go Canada two years in a row. Just Correct. To okay. Because in so. theory they – so it says uh, – Again, if they have to set up another bubble, they'll be able to do it. 
hundred percent. But yeah, so yeah. the World Juniors for twenty twenty two will be hosted in Edmonton and Red Deer, Alberta, rather than it being in Sweden. And so gotcha. Sweden will not host the twenty twenty four. Um, gotcha. Okay. Well. Yeah. I mean, I love you know, the World Juniors. I'm glad they're on. I mean, that's my biggest yeah. thing. Hey, at least they're playing, right? Exactly. And we have to talk about coaches. There's two coaching hires uh, that I saw come across in the past week. We have an assistant coach uh, getting added to St. Louis and Jim Montgomery. Everybody might or might not know him. He was the Stars head coach till he got fired this year due to personal yeah, reasons. Yep. The whole scandal and, came uh, out. Sounds like he uh, he took care of his personal problems and he's mm-hmm. getting a second chance at you know being a, a coach in the National Hockey League and good for him. I uh, just like you know like the Bobby Ryan situation and others. Like if you go get your stuff straightened out, you know I'm all about guys getting second chances, especially when they you know have some kind of problem that they they need to deal with and when yeah. they overcome it. Yeah, I uh, I love that he's he's got an assistant coaching job. I think it's awesome. I root and form since day one to become a head coach again. I think he will be fairly quickly, whether that's with St. Louis or a different team. Don't know, but I, he's a great coach, and it's awesome to see he gets a second chance. And the Capitals, after firing their head coach, uh, after a quick search, in my opinion, found the new head coach in Peter Laviolette. Um, too quick of a hire. I think they should have waited. Um, and then obviously we're back in the washing machine of mm-hmm. guys that have been around for a long time. Now, LaViolette's got a cup. Um, so there's that, obviously. But it's just one of those things like he's been coaching since I was a kid. Like, let's get like new blood coming up. So that's that's my only thing. I mean, obviously, he's going to be an effective coach. He's been there done that all that stuff but it's just one of those things like when are we gonna you know stop using the washing machine and bring in some new talent yeah i agree 100 percent. i mean laviolette's a great coach it's been to at least two cup finals winning one of them i mean yeah i i'm kind of not tired of seeing the washing machine but it's one of those things where it's like hey there's a lot of great coaches in in juniors in college that yep maybe they should get a look even in the AHL coast league, like those guys, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they are getting a look and just aren't getting hired. I mean, we, I'm not sitting in the hiring yeah, process. Uh, yeah. yeah. But we're just a couple of lesser refs talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think he'll be a good fit in Washington though. He's a very defensive. I thought coach. it was interesting though, that Ovechkin didn't sign a contract extension. Is he I d- thought, is he got I a did, UFA or like one or two I, years? No, I don't. I think he's got a couple years left, but I think I read that he's not signing a contract extension yet. Oh, beauty, beauty call by the linesman. One of the Dallas players has the puck skated into the zone backwards and waves it, uh, waves it off like we should. Good job on the lineys. Anywho. Yeah, I mean – I'm I'm not, I'm actually looking up uh, Ovechkin's contract right now because I am curious. Cap Geek or whatever. The yeah, website is. yeah, he's done at the end of this 2021. So is that next season? Next year. So he's got a year left. So yeah. So why not? Like, 
why not play through the season and just see what happens with the I was going to say, he's got lots of time to sign. Yeah. Um, I, I he's he's I definitely not going anywhere. I Yeah, I don't see him going anywhere unless there's, like, a situation that he doesn't like. Yeah, my only thing is he's 35. So, is he re-signing with the Capitals? Or is he saying, hey, I'm kind of done playing hockey or I want to go back to Russia? Oh, he, he ain't done. No, I, I don't, I don't got, disagree. He's got – like 170 more goals to score first. 100%. I agree 100%. <laughs> I think I, – I mean, I think he comes back with the Capitals, probably signs a three-year deal, something like that. Yeah, we'll see. That's still a year away. Yeah. Um, I think with that, we have to go to the interview for today. Uh, yeah, interview, who's our interview? Yeah, so the interview we got is Nick. He is probably the biggest Dallas Stars fan I have ever known. He's kind of a local legend down here in Dallas. A lot of guys know him as the bang guy. Love him or hate him. He is the bang guy for the Dallas Stars. So what entails being the bang guy? So he sits he like he sits right behind can? the net. No, he sits right behind the net at uh, Stars games, behind okay. the visiting goaltender for the first and third period. And uh-huh. he used to bang on the glass. Okay. And apparently the NHL told him, hey, you're scaring the players don't bang on the glass. Okay. So he ended up getting a sign. It just says bang on it. He is the funniest guy ever. He's a great guy. And he's, he's honestly a local legend down here. So they told him he couldn't bang on the glass anymore. That's yep. I don't know why. My mind is blown. I, I thought if you paid for the seat, you could bang on the glass all you wanted. I mean, uh, maybe it's scaring the players. I don't know. Scaring the <laughs> probably scaring the referees. Let's be realistic. Distracting us. I mean, if he's banging on it with like a coin in his hand. Nope. It was just his hands. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. He's he's a great guy though. Um, this interview is proudly sponsored by our amazing sponsor at Acme Thunder. Uh or Acme Whistles. They uh The Acme Thunder. The, Acme whistle. Yep. <laughs> uh the Acme Thunder, you can buy it in our store at uh, goteamstripes.com, and we it's got the logo on it. It's the matte black one. They are awesome. They're sick. I love them. Go buy one because they are awesome. Uh, with that, we'll send it over to the interview. We are joined by Nick. I would classify him as the biggest Stars fan ever. Nick, how are you? Fantastic. Yourself? I can't complain. Uh, Nick, it is the day after game one of the Stanley Cup Finals where the Stars are in for, what, the first time in 20-some years? 20 years. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts on on game one after a Stars win? I thought it was a fantastic, complete game. Tampa had no idea what was coming to them. And uh, and, and to the benefit of having – that extra day off really showed. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree stars. 100% there because, I mean, what, Stars had four days off in between? Correct. Yeah, so, they, had three or four, they had three or four days yeah. off and Tampa had two. I mean, it just shows how, how Tampa was, was, was tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and it's – Tampa – NBC was talking about how Tampa, you know, and their defense – we're we're gonna you know you know watch out for their defense. Well, we have our own. 
Um, for a lot of people that probably don't know who you are, uh, in Dallas, you're known as the bang guy. I think for the most part, you come to every stars game in a white sport, uh, coat with a green shirt and your bang sign. Like, where did that come from? How did that all start? Well, first off, it's a, uh, full Don Johnson look with, even with the, uh, even with the, even with the, <laughs> the slides. Okay. And, uh, my dad back in the day who, who always came to games, he would always dress up in his, his white suit and uh, zebra tie. And, uh, and, and it was just, you know, well known. And, and that's what he's done outside. And, and, and that's what, um, it's not what made him. It, it, it's not what made him. It's, it's whatever, what he's known for. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to uh, adapt to that inside the arena, taking over what he's done. I like that. So you sit uh, front row right behind the visiting goaltender for the first and third period? Correct. How, I mean, how much fun is that? I mean, like we see you on TV all the time. Like how much fun is it to sit there? It's, it's, Literally, I mean, the, the, it's the best seats in the house. You, you have the star shooting twice <laughs> uh, at, your, at your net. So the biggest problem is the biggest problem is overtime, you know, during the regular season and in, and in overtime hockey. Uh, they get the other, you know, the other side mm-hmm. gets it. But, I mean, it is, it's the greatest – they're the greatest seats – in the entire world. Um, so how did you get into hockey? I mean, like, did you play growing up or was it just something like your dad, like you said, your dad would always go. So you just started going. So my thing is um, I was too short for football. I was just a pipsqueak. You know, I tried to play the game and uh, never really got much time. And so when the stars came in 93, my dad kind of turned me on to this, you know, well, it's, you know, football, but football on skates. And so we, I went through the typical Texas progression back in the 90s where it was street, roller, and then ice. And um, I found out I was a pretty good player. And uh, uh, played uh, travel hockey. I played college hockey. Uh, and then, you know, my career and fizzled out. Just like the rest of us? Just like the rest of us. And now, now I'm, I'm full on in in beer league. You're the, beer, you're the best beer leaguer there is, though. <laughs> you're, you're just a joy to be out there. Man, you know, and, and the, thing, the thing is, is that, you know, um, I, I treat every ref the same I would, you know, a, a, another person. I, I give you guys so much shit, <laughs> and 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 the, the 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 thing with the shit is it's fun. Oh, it's, it's the best. Inter- it's it's entertaining, you know. Uh, it, it's it's it, it's it's what beer league was meant for. Um, 
you know, sure, you'll have a couple of really, you know, bad, missed, awful calls. Yeah, uh, I have I have one call where I got completely high-sticked in my mouth and all that stuff, and, and the, the ref completely missed it, so I threw off my helmet. And uh, and I showed them. Go, <laughs> oh, you missed this. <laughs> you missed this. And 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 because I was bleeding, <laughs> and the guy blew the whistle, and he go, and they go, all right, get off the, you know, just just get off the ice. You're good. Uh, you know, it was just one of those. You know, missed it, and I was completely fine. Uh, the ref was completely fine. I was completely fine. It's just to go. You missed it. You know, instead of one of those, uh, what if you throw? If it's like, it's like with me, it's different. If if I, if if some random person throws, you know, their helmet down, that's an automatic. Am I correct? Uh, I mean, it depends on the situation, but it's most likely a penalty. Yeah, it's most likely a penalty. Yeah, yeah, it's most likely a penalty. But it wasn't a penalty with me because I know I know for you know I sat there and I go you missed this. <laughs> and you probably did <laughs> yeah. it so nicely he, he too. Sat there, he sat there and he's like, "Yeah, man, my bad, my bad, sorry." And then it's walked off and it was good. Yeah, I mean you're you're probably my favorite beer leaguer like in Dallas just because you're you're, I mean the, inter- the energy. Yeah. Yeah, you don't take it seriously. You're out there having fun, which is what no, it should be. Exactly, and that's and that's what beer league should be for. Absolutely, man. Uh, you know, it's 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 about giving, it's about giving shit. You know, when you know shit's warranted, uh, it's uh, it's about having fun. Yeah, I and agree. The prob- and the problem is, is you have that select few people that take it so seriously, and and, and people like them, you know, it it, it you know, turns 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 me off for mm-hmm. sure turns me way off so being in dallas i mean since the stars came in 93 you said like what is how has the hockey culture in dallas changed i mean it's still i think technically a non-traditional hockey market but like how have you seen the growth from 93 to now well first off uh, the addition of more rinks mm-hmm. really helped propel what uh, uh, the hockey, you know, really helped propel the youth uh, in in growing the sport. That that was first and foremost. Um, the success of the stars, you know, in the two thousands and and the twenty tens, uh, it was mediocre. And but the but the thing is, is that. more and more people are really trying to grasp the fact that, you know, hockey's a fun sport. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, it, it is probably the most expensive sport to play. But people, yeah. more and more people are trying to, trying to grasp that. And, I, and, and personally, I love what the stars are doing with uh, the beginners. Uh, giving them giving them the op- free opportunity to try out the sport and see if they like it. Uh, the stars have done a fantastic job in, in in trying that, and I really love that. So it's just, 
it's just growing the sport, and that's that's ultimately what we want. We won't we won't hit NFL level. I'm pretty sure we won't hit NBA level. I mean, I hope I hope we hit it. We hit NBA level, but um, it, it, it's it's a real real growth, and you're starting to see people like uh, uh, Seth. Seth Jones, the Jones Seth, brothers. Seth Jones, and then um, and the other kid too. Uh, who's the other kid that plays for the is it the Avalanche? Uh, I know Blake Coleman was from Dallas. He's from Plano. Plays for Tampa. Yeah, the player played Coleman too. I mean, you know, you're sitting there looking at people like that. That actually, I mean, that are making it. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 you look at those people as a six year old and be like, oh my god. I might have a shot here in Dallas. Which, I, I mean, I, I think is huge, just having that one or two people that's like, oh, I actually do have a chance to come out of Dallas. And I think more so that Dallas is becoming a hockey hotbed more than anything. Yeah. Um, I want to know what what is Stars games been like? I mean, back in 93, all the way up till now, like, like, how have they changed? What's the fan base like? So, when hockey came to Dallas in 93, the team tried to put it as football on ice. Uh, it's, that's, that's what it was. And so, you had those people, those people that were, you know, kind of fans of football but also the introduction of a brand new sport in the Metroplex. Mm-hmm. And so people were very, very genuinely interested. And sure, you have those the, uh, the um, people that come, you know, people that are, uh, move to Dallas and they're like, and they're already hockey fans yet, oh, there's a hockey team now. And so all of a sudden, you know, the, the Stars did really well by winning. Uh, in their first few years, uh, from '93 to '99, they progressively got really, really, really good, and um, and I think that right there helped propel the youthness in terms of uh, uh, the youths trying to. Oh, wait, hold on! It's a fun sport. Let me go try it. And so uh, it, it tapered off a little bit in the 2000s. Uh, you know, minus 2008, and and, and it's just been growing uh, exponentially. Okay. We, we, people like people like me can't find a beer league game past you know nine or ten p.m. Mm-hmm. And that's due to the fact that uh, kids, more and more kids, are so much more interested. They they're they're playing. Yeah, and they're taking all the all the good ice times away they're from you guys. They're taking all the good ice time, and <laughs> I don't mind that. No, not at all. So one last thing, I got to know: what is your favorite hockey memory? Oh man, my favorite hockey memory. Uh, you know, let's hope it. Let's hope it happens. You know, I'm not going to say anything right now about you know my potential favorite hockey memory. <laughs> Uh, because that I look for game two, uh, I go game to game. But <clears throat> my favorite hockey memory was I was in uh, summer camp 
in 99 and for the i was i was at the colorado series and then i had to go to summer camp for the buffalo series so uh, i went to i think i went to games one and two and then had to leave and um and so i'm sitting there you know uh we do our campfire stuff and go to bed and 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 uh I've got the I've got the radio in my head, you know, listening to the game, and and the counselors, you know, at the, at, at the camp I was at, you know, come in hammered. It's just what you know count, camp counselors do <laughs> on their days off. Uh, <laughs> they come in hammered, and they're like, "What are you doing up? I'm listening to the game." And then you know, two or three in the morning, when when Brett put that puck in. I went out and I screamed the loudest scream in my entire life. I said, stars won the Stanley cup. The stars won the Stanley cup. Oh my God. Yes. And, and, and it woke up the entire camp, the entire camp. Uh, and, and then I got a phone call from, or not a phone call. I got a, uh, uh, message on the loudspeaker, you know, Nick Maroc to the boys camp office. And so the, the uh, director goes, so uh, the stars won the cup. Are you uh, planning to do any shenanigans like that again? And I was like, Nope. <laughs> nope. Well, uh, hopefully they can figure it out and, and do that again this year for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I I, I just look for game two. Yep, game uh, two's take, on Monday night. I take I take I take uh, every game. Uh, I relish every moment. Uh, my my biggest after the after the Duck series, I was sitting there with a buddy of mine, a couple of rows back, and we were sitting there. You know, it was game six, and and the stars were up two not you know up by two. And so my buddy was sitting there. He's like, hey, listen, I got a plane. And, and you know, we can head to Anaheim tomorrow or, you know, next day. And I go, listen, I will buy tickets right now if you will fly me. I'll buy glass seats right now if you fly me to Anaheim. And, and he's like, done. And so right in the middle of the third period, Anaheim scores. And so I'm like, oh, my God, no, no, no. And, and um then they tie it up with the six on four, six on four with the goalie pulled and end up closing us in, in the series. I sat there after that moment. I'm never, ever, ever going to take advantage of a moment like that ever in my entire life because you can sit there up on cloud nine with two goals, you know, leading into the third period and they all of a sudden put two on you in the third and close you out in overtime it's just it's it's i'm never doing that again and i think the stars have proven that time and time again this playoffs with all their wild comebacks yeah oh absolutely absolutely the uh uh vegas game five Mm -hmm. (laughs) i sat there and i was like i was i was sitting there i was like I still believe. Don't worry. I mean, you know, people were people were letting down, and I go, "Go, oh, these guys are the comeback kids. Are you serious? These are the comeback kids of 2020." Yeah. Ever since they did it against Calgary, I was like, "Ah, oh, we're good." Yeah. You sit. You're sitting there. What I mean? What was it? Uh, 
was it two? Yeah, it was two nothing. Yeah, and, Vegas. And, I, and I sat there and I go, I, I sat there and I go, they got this. Mm-hmm. They're they're a better team. It's good. We're fine. And people were just like, no, 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 no. And I go, we're you must be a fair weather fan because I know exactly what my team does. <laughs> Well, uh, I will gladly tell you that I'm on the Stars bandwagon for the Cup final. Finally, Jeez. yeah. It only it only took what three months three for rounds. me to get there. Yeah, lucky three rounds. But uh, Nick, thank you for coming on. That's all I got for you. It was an Can't absolute pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're the best, and and I can't wait to chirp you all day. You know that. I know. I can't wait. Thank you, man. All right, man. Go Stars! Bang. Hey everybody, welcome back from the interview. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to move forward and, and kind of wrap up the podcast here with a couple of things to talk about. So uh, something we didn't bring up was during game five of the Lightning and Islanders series, the 85 second delayed penalty. I know we've all had those moments where we see something happen, we throw our arm in the air, and then we're skating around and skating around, and skating around some more. Like, will you guys touch the damn puck already? <laughs> My arm's going numb. So, you know, good on the refs. Like, that's 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 always fun. That long – I mean, heck, by that point, the guy that committed the penalty might have already gotten off the ice and then come back out. I was just saying two things. One, you could see his arm progressively going lower and lower, uh, which – is oh, was it one of those old. where it started it was up straight here? up, and then and by then... the end it was like maybe half cocked, but it was <laughs> it was hilarious because like we've all been in those situations where it's like somebody touched the puck because my shoulder is on fire. Um, At what point do you say screw it and just blow the whistle, or or you're just like, hey guys, I forgot why my arm's in the air because yeah. I I know me personally like I would be. I would be sitting stretch. there. Yeah, long I would. Stretch. I would be sitting there like, oh shit, who's this penalty on? Uh, what am I? I think it's uh, oh geez, and like I would totally forget. Obviously, that's why I'm not a referee because I I don't need to remember that stuff. Nor can my arm be in the air for that long. <laughs> but good on him because that was I I got a laugh out of that one. Because I mean, for us linesmen, it's you know icing up in when the puck goes on the ice, my yeah. arm go up, <laughs> and that's the most I'll do it for. Oh so, my goodness! Actually, you know, before we we get into our rule question for the week, did you work games this past weekend? Uh yeah, we actually had a, a girls AAA in town. Oh, how was that? It was it was actually really fun, and Sweet. I remember going out on Friday, and I was like, I'm pretty sure these are like my first all female games or one of the very few. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but it was great hockey. I mean, we ended up doing, so it was 14 year olds or U 14s, U 16s, U 19s for girls. Yeah. Yep. I got so to do extra year. Yeah. I got to do U 16s. It was, it, they were really good games, really competitive, really fun. Awesome. Um, I think I only had one miss hit that okay. I, I saw it and the coach kind of gave me a look and I was like, maybe, uh, I guess. Yeah. Like it was one of those ones where it's like, she wrote her into the boards, but didn't lower her shoulder. Uh, no, I think we're good. But I mean, it was, it was, it was fun. It was the girls were they're They're so fun to watch in my opinion. Yeah. That's a situation where you're like, honestly, coach, I have no idea what I'm doing out here. Yeah, because I, 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 he, he called me over and he's like, hey, can you explain to me how that wasn't a hit? And I was like, she just kind of uh. like wrote her into the boards. Like, 
did she lower her shoulder? No. Did she extend? Maybe, but like not a, like no. And he was like, okay, like I'm fine with it. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I worked opening weekend. We had uh, USPHL. Um, I did. They had a game Friday. I did Saturday. I lined one ref to one. The game I ref was pretty fun until the third period when one of the donkeys that I've had all four years he's played on the Tampa team decides we're skating into the end zone. He looks at me, looks at the guy that he's chasing and cross-checked him in the mouth. That was fun. At so least like, he looked at you first for permission. Yeah, right. Like he well, was like, hey, I'm going to do I, this, by the way. I, I was like, I, I gave him a major. I'm like, You're, we're, we're going major high stick here. Mm-hmm. And after I throw my arm in the air, he starts skating towards me when I, cause so the goal, after he did it, the goalie skates into the corner to go after him. Oh, of course. There, the, 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 the other teams going down the ice with the puck, but I'm like, Nope, not happening. <laughs> so I, sh- I just shut the play down. Cause I'm not dealing with a goalie attacking no. a guy. No. So then the kid starts skating towards me. I said to him, if you know, what's good for you, you will turn around and skate away from me because I am very mad at you. Did he turn around and skate away? Yep. Yep. He was like, he went, right, right. he went right to the box. I go to the coach. I'm like, dude, I got, I, I go, you, you know, I don't give out majors, but I got to give him a major for that. He goes, well, I really didn't see it. I'm like, dude, I got to do it. He goes, okay. So he, I go back a little later and um, he, he, he's like, Hey Ross, like, yeah, what's up? He goes, uh, I sent the assistant coach back to watch. He goes, yeah, that was a five. <laughs> at least he goes i was planning on benching him after what he did in the first period which he kind of he was just being a dummy yeah he goes but yeah he's he's not playing our next game because he's an idiot our love coaches like that and then um on sunday i did a u16 double a game where no hitter until the third period and then my first game my first penalty of the game was a major game for boarding awesome you know just a casual first penalty yeah. of the game. Yeah, first penalty of the game, major game boarding with like 10 minutes left in the third. That's how it and then, be. And then after they killed off that major, another kid on the team decides to fire the puck at me. Oh. Uh, not on purpose, but like he had his head down and just shot it at me. Obviously. Hits me with it. Luckily, I get my hand up. And then he has the nerve to say, get the fuck out of the way. Well, did you get out of the way next time? Uh, no, I banged him for 10. <laughs> Good. I, I don't understand why players do that. <laughs> I've I've never once understood like it's just pick your head up. Yeah, he had his he head down, down and he just fired it and had the nerve to yell at me, "Get the fuck out of the way!" Yeah, quick. PSA I said, to all "Oh no. no, oh no. no, that's not how this works." Yeah, no. You are quick. sixteen. I am thirty-four. <laughs> you are not going to talk to me like that. So the other team had the puck for a solid like eh, probably about minute, minute and a half. And then when, when his team touched the puck, I blew a whistle. He'd already gotten off the ice. I yelled, seven black, go to the box. <laughs> Those are the best, too, because then he's got to do the skate all the way across. And then I think it was his dad yells from the stands, that's fucking ridiculous. Get the fuck out of the way. I'm like, oh, well, I know where he got it from. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, Meanwhile, never... these, were the, these were the same parents that were pre-gaming in the parking lot for a 10 a.m. game. Hey, those are the best parents. So, yeah, I've I've never understood a player 
shoot i mean intentional or not shooting a puck at a, at a referee and then yelling at us to get out of the way when you could have easily looked up like oh the referee's there i got 84 other feet to shoot yep. the puck at well not even that he probably had 84 feet of room to skate yeah i mean you know it, the, it just, the, the rink's 85 feet wide i only yeah. take up about a foot and a half yeah like, i let's go bud my, my go-to line is like i've been here all night I'm going to continue to be here all night. Play around me. I'm not that hard to miss. Yep. It shouldn't exactly. be. It should be that difficult. Nope, not at all. So with that, we're going to get into our rule question. If uh, you're still listening to the podcast, good on you. Here's our. Uh, you are. Here's it's our a rule good reference. Rule. You brought so, a good okay. rule up. So I've been doing this for 18 years with USA Hockey, and I learned a new rule this year. I did not know this. So, oh, damn, Dallas just scored on the power play because Andre Palat got a slashing call. Anywho, so here is the situation. So, play is in the Team B attacking zone. Uh, Team A player decides to get a minor or a double minor. No, no, no. Team A player gets a minor. Team B player gets a double minor. Okay. So we're in Team B's attacking zone. There's a stoppage of play. We have a minor on Team A and a double minor on Team B. Where's the faceoff? Okay. That is our rule of the week. I like that. To simplify it, uh, there's two minutes up on the board. Team B's killing a penalty. Yes. And the faceoff was in their attacking zone. Or the stoppage well, the, was in the their attacking zone. The stoppage was Sorry. in the attacking zone. Where's the faceoff? I like that. So there's our rule, and then send with those that, in, boys. Yep, send send in uh, send in your answers, and if you really want to go above and beyond, uh, tell me where in the USA Hockey rulebook it is. Oh, I want to know where it is in the rule. Give I, me the, I, will, I want I want the exact rule down to the page number, fellas. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Anywho, so with that, we're gonna go ahead and plug our Team Stripes Academy. If uh, you're looking to improve your game and want to learn some interesting and really well in-depth stuff, check out the Team Stripes Academy. It is the master course on refereeing by the legend himself, Mr. Don Koharski. Yep. And one last thing before we wrap it up, the NHL came out today saying they obviously are doing the best they can to allow fans into next season, which is great news, I think, for all of us. I know I miss going to hockey games. I, I'm sure you do too. And I'm sure I just want to go to does. a I just want to go to a game and pay 14 bucks for a beer. It, I mean, <laughs> thankfully it's not that bad in Dallas. I think we pay 10. Um, but I mean I mean it I, is a tall boy. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's gonna be a, a like a 25 or 50 percent capacity. But hey, you know what? It's live NHL and that's the best. And that wraps up today's episode. Um, It was episode 69. Nice. And it was, it was a great episode. I, uh, man, we've, I think this is our 10th episode too, together. Nice. So that's our little milestone, you know, 10, 10 out of the way. Um, Again, guys down a lot more to go. Yeah, exactly. Guys. Thank you for listening. We have to give a huge shout out to our sponsor at Acme Whistles. You can buy the Acme Thunder black, matte black ones on our website at goteamstripes.com. 
go buy them. They're great whistles. That's the one I use. That's the one Ross uses. That's the one you should use because they are just the best. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Tune into next week. We'll be back on Tuesday. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next time.